Este sí, este no. <laughs> ah, shit. What's up, what's up, what's up? Okay, so, my gente, I wanted to touch base on something that, well, I guess after a long period of taking a break from life in the game, I figured I'd come back and start touching base on, on a little bit of life experience and something that everybody is guilty of, everybody has experienced, everybody experiences on in many different ways. Everybody experiences loneliness. But most people don't realize it. And I think it's one of the, besides death, or a type of death, maybe like the death of a, of a loved one, or your own death. People really fear loneliness. Why? Loneliness shows up after a breakup. Loneliness shows up after years of bottling up your emotions. Loneliness shows up while you're still in a relationship. You could feel lonely and still be with somebody. You could be in a house with a whole ass fucking family, siblings and everything and still feel lonely. And I think the concept of loneliness and and really trying to understand it on a deeper, more intricate, more layered level is something that we should do in order to really not let loneliness rush us into a space of accepting less than a blessing. So what do I mean? I mean, let's take dating, for example. Let's take dating. A lot of people will break up with a significant other. And then after like, literally like a month or two, we'll go on a date again. Or even, it doesn't even have to be a month or two. It could be months later. And most of the time, they'll go on a date and they'll be like, eh, this person's not really for me. And they might be like, nah, I don't want to date anymore. But then they realize, damn, I'm two, three, four weeks on a weekend not doing anything. I don't feel like going out. But I'm, I'm like, I'm at home alone. I'm Netflixing. I'm not doing much. Oh my God, I don't have nobody to call, nobody to come over here and spend time with me. Yeah, I have like my best friend, but she's got a boyfriend or they're somewhere else or we're not partying or whatever. And then they're like, oh shit. And then they start, maybe they might reach back out to that person that really, they didn't really have a connection, but they know is available. Maybe they'll go through their messages and be like, you know what? I'm going to reply to so-and-so. And you don't really give a fuck about them. Maybe you don't really see yourself with them. But it's good enough for now to wash away the loneliness. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, they want to go out again. And again, you see little red flags that you're like, oh, they're not. You know, they say things that might not 100% resonate with you. Maybe they have plans that are not 100% like your plans. 
And long-term wise, they're not really a great partner for you. But they're there right now. And you're trying to avoid that feeling of loneliness. So you make up little excuses of why you should continue the relationship, the dating, the situationship. And before you know it, you find yourself six, nine, a year, two years later. Basically in a situationship of toxicity when you knew from the jump it wasn't the right thing, but you dated out of loneliness. Not out of confidence, because it takes confidence to date, guys. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You should not do anything in life without confidence, self-esteem, and boundaries. And let me go on and say that confidence is not to show the world your confidence. Self-esteem is not to show the world you have self-esteem. Boundaries are not to keep other people away. Confidence is for you. Confidence is so you know. Confidence and self-esteem are for you so that you know that, hey, I know that if it doesn't work out with this person, I will not be heartbroken. Yeah, it's going to suck. The disconnection is always going to suck. But I know something else to come by. I know I'm a good catch. I know I'm worthy of more. That's what confidence is for. For you to be able to have the balls to disconnect, to let go. And know that eventually something else is going to come along. Have the confidence that there's better out there. Have the confidence that you're not going to be alone forever, you know, like... That's every, I don't understand why that's a that's a fear, a common fear of people. It's like, oh my God, am I going to end up alone? The boundaries. The boundaries are even bigger. Most people think that, oh, I have boundaries for other people. So, you know, I got to let them know how to treat me. I got to let them know what I'm willing to accept and what I'm not willing to accept. And granted that that's all true. But it's always easier to put boundaries on other people than it is to put a boundary for yourself that you have to follow. (coughs) And that's the thing about boundaries is we love setting boundaries for others. Oh, I'm not going to accept this. Nope, sorry. I can't. But what about the boundaries for yourself? What about the hard boundaries? It's easy to put a boundary for somebody else to follow. (laughs) What about when the rules are hard for you to follow? What about when uh, the, this person is like a seven in what I want? And it was difficult to find them. It was, you know, I had to wait a long time to come across somebody that was, you know, that's that's a decent person. And then you settle. Then it's like, hey, they made the same mistake three, four times. And then you're just used to them. And then, see, that's the boundary that's hard to uphold is when the boundary for yourself when you're like damn is there like love here or is this a costumbre am i just used to them is it because they're good enough and it took forever to meet this person and i'm afraid it's gonna take another two three four years to come across somebody this good and i'm just gonna stay here because it's fucking safe or because they're familiar you went back because it's familiar And that's something that I thought about for myself. I'm like, is there love or is it just familiarity? Do I feel love or do I just feel better? 
right? Just because we feel better, we might not feel love. Just because you feel better doesn't mean you feel love. Put that shit in your quote book. Just because you feel better, just because we feel better. Back together doesn't mean we feel love. And that's a big thing, guys. That's a big thing because a lot of us go through these relationship trials and errors and tribulations of life with romantic relationships, personal relationships, siblings, families, co-workers, even our relationship with money. Are we in love? Do we love each other? Do we respect each other? Or are we just better than what we were and we forgot what it's like to be in real love or we don't even know real love and we're just assuming that this is love because it's better? Ooh, you don't, you don't want to start asking yourself that shit. Now, what have I told you guys about loneliness? And actually, I've touched base on this before is why do you think the prison system instead of sending sentencing somebody to death right away they put them in solitary for years and the ultimate punishment in prison besides death or is solitary confinement because if you want to break a human being you leave them alone with their thoughts and nothing else for days hours months years and a very, very, very small population on this earth comes out of that shit. Stronger. There's, there's very special individuals in life that can handle solitude, solitary confinement. It breaks almost everybody. So naturally, regular people that we're out here, we're used to the world, we're used to companionship, we're used to friendship, going out. We're not used to being alone. We're not used to being able to disconnect from civilization and really see ourselves for who we really are, for our mistakes, the stupid shit we've done, the hideous shit we've done, the, the moments of shame... We really don't want to see a mirror without a filter. I mean, even social media, right? We're all putting filters on our shit, everything. Like, who really takes pictures these days with no filter? <laughs> I mean, on some real shit, right? Like, how do you punish a prisoner? You put him in solitary confinement and mentally break him. Which is... I mean, understandable why people don't like to be alone. People don't like to feel lonely. Once they feel lonely, they start going through their messages, going on dating sites, reaching back out to ex-lovers. And granted, it's okay. It's okay to reach back out. It's okay to do, to talk to somebody that you need to apologize to or that you might need an apology from or reach out to a relative that you haven't spoken to in a long time. Or just to see how people are doing. But do it with confidence. Built. Like have a good foundation to be able to tell yourself if this is not a healthy connection still. I have to choose to end it. Because granted in my line of work, a portion of my line of work that I do that I keep very personal to myself. I see a lot of, for the most part, women where 
they're the ones that are like, I'm ready to leave this relationship. This person doesn't respect me, doesn't treat me right. They don't do this, they don't do that. And I've told him, I've told them, you need to give me an answer of what you want to do. You need to give me, you need to let me know if you want to be single, if you want to go our separate way. You need to let me know, you need to let me know, you need to let me know. And I tell these people, if you know you're ready to leave, why do they have to let you know? You already know. You're still empowering somebody else. You're still giving somebody power over your life continuing, over your healing. Your healing can't start because you're waiting on them to break you. Why do you have to wait to be broken? Why do you have to wait to know that, hey, so-and-so, they told me they did cheat on me. They told me that they are talking to somebody else. They told me, like, why do you need, why do we need to be broken before we start fixing? Why do you, as a person, need your partner to tell you they don't want to be with you when you have when they have done everything but use those words? Their actions have told you. They've indirectly told you. Other people have told you they've seen them with somebody else. Why do you need them to tell you? Why, why the ego? Why the ego? The ego, the ego, the ego... Your ego wants to hear the words because subconsciously this relationship continuously gives you pain and you're waiting for more pain. And you've had that pain, guys. You've had been hurt already by this person and you haven't moved on. So if they tell you that they don't want to be with you or that they want the relationship to end, what makes you think it's really going to end? What makes you think that you're really going to move on your separate ways? When you're scared to be lonely and you haven't made the decision to leave that relationship out of the fear of being lonely. Maybe you're just so used to chaos that you're comfortable in chaos, you're comfortable in pain, you're comfortable in everything but loneliness because you've never conquered it. Loneliness is like a shadow that you cannot see through, that you don't know if it's one foot wide or or miles long and you don't know how long it's going to take to cross the fog that's what loneliness is loneliness cannot be explained loneliness is never predictable and I think that's people's fear right is that you don't know how long it's going to take you don't know how bad it's going to feel you know, and, and I feel like I'm qualified to speak about this because I felt lonely. There's days where I still feel lonely. And I have friends. I have family. I live in a house with my brother, my nephew, his girl. I have my mom. I have everybody. I haven't lost anybody. You know, glory to God that my family's still here. But there's days where I feel lonely. I could feel lonely in the living room with people watching TV laughing and everything because I choose to focus on like them like you know I'm the third wheel I'm the fifth wheel I'm this I'm that I'm picking loneliness in those moments I'm picking loneliness I'm choosing to to feel lonely over enjoying being present because if I focus on the loneliness is that I'm focusing on the fact that I'm going to be alone by myself later on tonight before I go to sleep I'm basically going to go to bed alone or I'm going to wake up alone. 
I'm stuck in a, in the outcome, and I'm not focused on the present. Meaning, there's people around me. Like I'm not enjoying the present moment. I'm not being here right now. Do you understand how how that works? Is that loneliness is a choice and it's a feeling and granted it's one of the worst feelings you can feel. But a lot of being lonely is about choosing it. And a lot of times you're you're put into those situations where you can be in a fucking group of people and you still feel lonely. Why? Because God is shedding a light on loneliness that you're not addressing. That might be the next thing that you need to heal is is loneliness and sometimes when you feel this emotion and whether it's loneliness or something else and you're trying to avoid it cover it up that might be the sign to run head-on into it run head-on into loneliness run head fucking first into depression because the more speed you fucking hit it with, the faster you're going to come out of it. Some of you guys are so fucking... Some of us are so hesitant to lean into sadness and loneliness that we we don't even take a first step and we never address it. What if happiness is on the other side of loneliness and you never become happy because you never jump in that cold water of loneliness? Yeah, loneliness is cold. But maybe you have to dip into the cold pool before you jump into the jacuzzi of happiness and warmth, you know? If I told you you're only going to be lonely for a month, would you do it? Hey, God sent you a message. You're only going to be lonely for two weeks. The love of your life is on. you're going to meet him on the third week or her on the third week. Then would you be like, hell yeah, okay, I could be lonely for two weeks. Fuck yeah. For, for for the grand scheme of things, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. It's a sacrifice. The thing is that you don't know. You're attached to the outcome. You're not attached to the process. And as human beings, we're so attached and obsessed with outcomes and the finish line that we forget about the ride. How can you know what love is until you've gotten your heart broken so many times? None of us know how to appreciate anything. We don't know how to appreciate having a good job, having a few extra bucks in our savings until we're broke, until we go through a period of paycheck to paycheck. Fuck, I'm struggling. I didn't have money for this. I don't have money for that. And then you got a job where you make fucking great money you start stacking and you're like damn i'm so fucking grateful you wouldn't you don't know what it's like to be grateful until you've struggled and those of us that are young in our early 20s and partying we don't we haven't been on the opposite side of the spectrum you might not understand but some of us that are in our 30s 40s and older 50s and you've lost a partner you've lost a job you've lost your house You've lost a parent. You've lost a sibling. You appreciate the siblings you do have. You make the most of it. You appreciate the relationships, the new relationships, when you meet another person that treats you like your husband treated you 
or like that your wife cheated you you appreciate the next time you kiss somebody and you're like fuck like oh my god i miss this so much you miss waking up you realize fuck like i've been treated bad for so long and i've been staying over this person's house and like i wake up and they just look at me and i and they smile at me and like they give me affection like their first instinct is to give me affection in the morning and this is so fucking beautiful i forgot what this was like because you needed to go through something god when you stop appreciating things god will bring you will fucking figure out a way to remind you how to appreciate but we're so caught up in the personification of everything that we forget what it's like to be present and just like we forget to be present and appreciate the good moments when the bad moments come and we like to detach our emotions from them or ignore it we're also not we you also have to remember to be present in the bad so you move through the bad times faster and the more you ignore the bad times and the bad feelings the longer you stay in them because you're losing traction it's like mud negative feelings are like mud and the less you try to feel them and acknowledge them. It's like you're on balder tires, balder tires. Don't go into the mud with bald, bald tires. Like jump into that motherfucker head first and claw your way through it. Don't just stop halfway and stay stuck and sink into it. And that's what loneliness is. Loneliness is is a fucking bath of ice water that is very scary because you're in the snow you're in zero degree weather and you're like damn i'm about to jump in ice water and but you don't realize that the next pool you're gonna dive into is a jacuzzi and there's a bunch of beautiful people waiting in there and you can stay in there as long as you want and you're not gonna be cold anymore it's just behind this little cloud that's just blocking your view and it's only a few steps away. I went through loneliness. I went through it in front of everybody. In front of my friends, in front of my family. They didn't even know. <clears throat> I've been through loneliness with somebody. I've been through loneliness by myself. What has it taught me? It's taught me how resilient and strong I am. It can teach all you guys the same thing. It also taught me that it's not this fucking boogeyman that's going to eat you alive. And that loneliness doesn't have to last years. And it's like, even if you're like in your 60s, 50s, 70s, like, you're so scared of time. We're so scared of time passing. But we're so good at wasting it by not enjoying it and being present and feeling everything in the moment. Like if you're so worried about dying alone or ending up alone or. How can you just be on the couch every night? When you could be outside going outside for a walk, when you could go for a hike. Why do you sleep in so much? You wake up, you get up like at 10, 11, noon, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You're so worried about ending up alone, but you don't do nothing with your fucking time. 
and you wonder why God hasn't blessed you with something like a relationship, like a good career, like a lifestyle that is balanced where you have time for money, you have time for family, you have time to travel, enjoy yourself. God doesn't bless you with time because you haven't done anything positive to use your own that you already have. This is how the universe works. We want more without really making the most out of what we already have. And therefore, we don't get more. And this is not just when it comes to relationships. This comes to money. This comes to to joy. This comes to traveling. Oh, I want to travel, but I want to go for two weeks. And I only have the weekend off. Um, start using You can go somewhere on the weekend. And then you're going to realize, oh, shit. I can do a lot in two, three days. <clears throat> Maybe I don't need two weeks. Maybe I just need four days, five days. You know? Maybe we're just so inefficient with what we already have that we think we need more time to do a bunch of other stuff, but in reality, we're not. Making use of what you have now whether it's friendships, whether it's relationships, whether it's your money, will teach you that you, what you want in order for you to start doing something. Like, oh, yeah, I want to travel, but I need to make more money. I need to do this first. I want to meet somebody, but I'm not done with school. You know? Like, okay, why can't you have both? Are you really undeserving of love because you're going to school? Maybe you just don't. Maybe you feel like you're undeserving. Maybe you feel like I don't want to address these things. So I'm just going to be busy with school. So I don't have to address the fact that I need a lot of help emotionally before I can feel anything. Maybe I shut women out. Because. Maybe I'd rather just do a bunch of one-night stands and deal with toxic women regularly so I don't have to deal with a healthy woman showing me that I do need to fix a lot of my own childhood issues before I can handle the responsibility of a real relationship. So I'd rather just deal with a bunch of toxicity because toxicity is less accountability and I'm not ready to be accountable. You realize how we're wasting time. We're wasting time, wasting time. <laughs> and we're wasting time not leaning into loneliness because we're scared to be alone. Isn't that weird? It's like, yo, like loneliness is a feeling and you choose it because if loneliness was really just being all by yourself in a place, not having anybody to talk to, why do some people feel lonely when they're sleeping in the same bed with somebody they're married to? Why do people feel lonely when they're at the bar with their friends and they're like, damn, like everybody's having fun, but they're like, man, like I want somebody to love me. Why do you feel lonely when you have a bunch of loved ones, but 
You don't feel like they understand you. Why do you feel lonely? Here's something that I can relate to. Why do I feel lonely when I have thousands of followers on fucking TikTok? Almost fucking 20 something thousand, almost 30 something, 30 something thousand followers. And everybody gives me compliments, positive messages. Why do I feel lonely when so many people love me and give me positive feedback? It's a choice, guys. Loneliness is a choice. And I, for one, did not level up. And I hate putting it like this, but I want you guys to know that I relate to every single one of you guys that feels fucking loneliness. Don't be afraid of depression because when we when we make out depression and sadness to be this fucking monster that is unbeatable, more people have beat depression than have not. The problem is that there's people silencing each other, saying, oh, you know, you're not qualified, you know, only a therapist. Like, no, we've all been sad. We're all qualified. We're all fucking qualified to say something. The worst we can do is not say something. The first thing we do is is limit someone's ability to speak their truth. And we all have the same fucking truth. And that's really <laughs> all I wanted to talk about was loneliness. Is Loneliness is a choice. And it's this monster that is behind. It's this little thing that's behind the fucking magnifying glass that makes it look like this big old unconquerable thing. If that's even a word. <clears throat> unconquerable loneliness is a liar just like fear just like being single just like being with somebody like everything is a liar everything is a fucking liar nothing is what it seems this is all a simulation (laughs) but yeah guys lean into loneliness because as soon as you conquer that shit you will never fucking feel lonely again Lean into it. Lean into your shadow. Do the shadow work. Because you were, you will never know how much blessings you have on the other side of darkness until you go through it. Y con esa me despido. I just wanted to shed some light because some of you guys might have benefited from it. Maybe some of you guys have been through it. And I want you guys to know that it's okay to be single for a year, two years. Granted, if you're single for five years, that's a red flag. What are you ignoring? (laughs) What are you refusing to see for yourself? But it might take you that long. And if it has taken you that long, you got to ask yourself, have I just refused to do a difficult part of my healing journey? And I've chosen to continue to blame it on men or women or somebody else. And I put it on something else. I've put. I've I've stuck myself into a position of stagnancy, of growth, of non-growth. Because I'm blaming a certain something else and claim that it's not under my control. 
and just told myself, I'm fine. I don't need work. Have you told yourself that? Maybe not in those words, but in a different way. Oh, I'm not going to try to find somebody else because so-and-so is not with anybody else yet. And we have kids and you never know, we might get back together, but they're still up to their old tricks. Or you guys are still toxic. You guys still don't get along. Maybe the kid you guys have was an accident. Maybe you guys were about to break up. Maybe you were thinking about breaking up with this person. And then somebody got pregnant and you're like, fuck. Just because you had a kid doesn't mean that you guys are are all of a sudden a match made in heaven. Maybe you're just using the child as an excuse to not move on and not grow and not do your healing. Shit like that, guys. Shit like that that will make you stuck. Loneliness. Refusing to see your darkness is quicksand. It's emotional quicksand. Y con esa me despido for today. Welcome back to life in the game. The game as we know it. The game is to be told, not to be sold. Que Dios me los bendiga. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram, Wizard of LA, TikTok, Wizard of LA, with some topic suggestions for anybody that would like to be on the, um, be interviewed or join me to talk. Granted, we got to have some cool topics to talk about. (laughs) But anyways, guys, much love, much healing. Sending a a bunch of positive vibes to you guys and have a great day.